Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast is brought to you by Becker Furniture World, Franzen Bank and Trust, Menards, and Carrier. Two, one. Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps Podcast. I'm David Levake with Jim Paulson by my virtual side. Can we say that? Does that fit? Jim? Yes. <laughs> I'm virtually backing you up. I'm virtually agreeing with you. You got my virtual back? We have very real snow. I'm looking out the window at that. Uh, let's hope that melts off, particularly off of my DirecTV dish, because right now I only get local channels and uh, I pay for more than that. So after this, I'm going to get out on the ladder and, and reach up with the broom. So this could very well be my last podcast if things don't go well. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I'll, gotta, uh, I'll, I'll virtually support you. You, you, you give my, get my, my virtual support on this one. Thank you. I appreciate that. We lost a colleague, didn't we? The great Sid Hartman. And yeah, we never thought he would die, did we? No. I mean, as somebody pointed out, when some when a hundred year old individual dies and you're shocked by it, that says everything you need to know about them as a force of nature, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I thought it would be appropriate to, to start with a few remembrances because the man left remembrances everywhere he went, <laughs> most of them positive and humorous. Definitely made an impression. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I'll, uh, I'll start with uh, this. This harkens back to 2018. This was the first year that the Star Tribune put on the All Metro Sports Awards. And um, it's a, it was a culminating event in June. And it was held over uh, in, in the, uh, I think it was the club room at, at Target Field. And um, I'm sitting there kind of walking around and I, I notice Sid's there and, and he's, he's not just sitting, he's, he's up chatting up this wide eyed coach who I don't recognize the coach, but I remember thinking, huh, I wonder what that's all about. And then a little bit later on the, uh, the keynote speaker for that event gets up to the podium and starts talking and it's the Vikings, Adam Thielen. And all of a sudden <laughs> it occurred to me, that coach he was chatting up looked an awful lot like Adam Thielen. <laughs> and so after, after the event kind of wound down, I went up to that coach who I didn't know. And I said, uh, I'm just curious, what was Sid? What are you talking to uh, Sid? And he goes, he thought I was Adam Thielen. He kept asking me about training camp and everything else. And he said, I didn't quite, quite know how to answer it. He, you know, he asked how I was doing and everything else. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was Sid, um, you know, kind of getting a little bit of mistaken identity there at the, at the All Metro Sports Awards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that happened often. And he would never get embarrassed either. He would just move on. Oh, was, yeah. He would never, he would never you, know, you know, contrite about it or anything like that. He would, he would just, oh, okay, and uh, walk away. <laughs> I heard that he did that often, that he would just walk away from people in the middle of an interview when he wanted to interview somebody else. Sure. No. Most definitely. Honestly, David, what was the first thing when you told people you worked at the Star Tribune? What was the very next question virtually everybody asked? Did you did you work with Royce or Sid? So do you know Sid? So do you know Sid? Yeah. Nope. That was always that was always to me that was always the, the very next question. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, yeah, I've got some stories going further back. I actually rode in his car with him when he was still driving oh god 
And uh, it, this was back right around the time of the, the Gopher basketball team with Courtney James and that 1997 run that uh, now not, is, is officially does not exist. The, the virtual Final Four run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but very real um, issues and, and uh, that went around it. I, uh, he want, they were playing down at the old university, um, Minneapolis Central gym, um, the Richard Green Memorial Gym used to be Minneapolis Central High School. They were playing summer league basketball. And he wanted to go down there and talk to some of the college kids that were playing in that league, including Courtney James, who was with the Gophers, and a few others. But you know, he didn't feel comfortable. This is kind of funny coming from the city, like said, he didn't feel comfortable going down into the inner city by himself. <laughs> he wanted someone to ride with him, almost to be a, kind of a de facto bodyguard. And I just happened to be working that evening, and he was and he, he tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Come on." So of course, as Sid says that I go with him. And uh, the first thing to know about Sid when he drive when he's driving. Lane lines, traffic signals, all of those are just suggestions. Uh, <laughs> it, it, he might, he might not. So I was kind of fearing for my life as we're zipping down the down uh, Chicago Avenue and Portland Avenue in Minneapolis. Um, just, and there's a couple of times when I thought, are you kidding me? You're not going to make this light. You're not going to make this light. I can't believe we made that light. Um, so down Central and uh, in, in typical Sid fashion, he starts getting engrossed in what he's doing, chasing interviews. And Mike Max was down there um, and others. And he was, he was chasing interviews and talking to people until I slowly started to realize that he'd completely forgotten about me. <laughs> he, he, I, I was no longer uh, needed by him. And so I wonder, what do I do? And I had to like keep, stay next to him the entire time because I knew he would just up and leave if it was time for him to leave because I was oh, yeah. And I finally had to tap him on the shoulder and say, said, no, I'm supposed to be guarding you. Uh, kind of have to guard me because I'm the one here that's all by himself, and <laughs> no one's going to touch you. You're Sid Hartman. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was. That, that's one of my Sid stories. That uh, he needed you until he didn't need you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Godspeed, Mr. Hartman, and uh, I'm sure there'll be more stories coming. Uh, from from various sources and uh, I'll be looking forward to, to reading them because like I said they're generally amusing and they always leave an impression um, on his, on, his uh, on what so what's the the quote from Sid I mean everyone talks about close personal friend but you and I um, for one we heard what was the one if you had to give one quote from Sid that that reflected the way he was in his later years what would that be oh yep exactly Three letters, huh? very loud to the point where you had to repeat yourself at the top of your lungs, and then you got really self conscious because everyone in the press box is looking at you. Uh, yeah. What you're saying is intelligent and coherent. Uh, yeah, try to be funny because it'll always be lost. Like, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, we'll switch gears to football. The uh, we've got a big one this, this Friday night, Lakeville South at Prior Lake. That's uh. That's a good quality matchup. Now, have you seen one or both of them? I can't remember. This year, I haven't seen either. You haven't seen? Oh, I thought you saw Prior Lake. Okay. No. Um, I, you know, I know Prior we, Lake is a team that over the years has always been good, right on the verge, but how we seem to find a way to lose the big yeah. game. Come out. Yeah. This year, they're not doing that. You know, they beat Wyzetta on a, uh, and on a, it was like a late touchdown. And last week, they just killed Edina. So Prior Lake looks for real, and of course Lakeville South. I mean, they're doing everything a team that uh, is number one should do, and they're coming out of the gate. I, I think it was what eighty-seven to nothing. They both scored their two opponents in the in the first half, and then they just put it on cruise control the rest of the way. So um, this will be the first real test, I think, for Lakeville South this year. 
Yeah, they both get. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Prelake had Wyzetta, and certainly that's a, a, a you know a matchup of, of pretty powerful programs. But yeah, this will be. It sounds like Lakeville South's first real test, and Prelake has had a little bit more of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to seeing how that plays out, and it's uh, it's one of those highlights uh, highlight games in a in a year that won't. In a, it's kind of a bridge to nowhere kind of a season if you think about things in terms of a. Uh, you know, state playoff and, and all that, those things won't be available. So you, you kind of look for these matchups along the way that, that are intriguing and exciting. And this, this is one of the best ones I can think of. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah, you're right. You kind of have to pick and choose where you're going to focus your t- attentions because it's really not going to lead anywhere um, by the end of the season. You know, each we'll have section championships and that'll be about it. So uh, um, you just have to enjoy it while it's there. Enjoy the moment. And then uh, see where it goes from there. Um, we yeah. have Rosemount is finally going to get on the field. I thought Rosemount was a top five team in the Metro at the start of the season, and they had um, some issues with, uh, with with COVID and positive tests, and they had to uh, miss their first two games of the season. They get finally they get to go up against Egan on Friday night. So uh, uh, Rosemount finally gets to go out and, and show how good we think they are. Now, did you leave them in your Metro top 10? Not the second week I didn't. I started to feel that too many teams have proven too many things at this point. Okay. Continue to put a team that hasn't played a game yet in there. Um, well, you left them long, longer, one week longer than I would have. But There's a number of teams, I mean, that have had really good starts to the season. Farmington, although their, their schedule hasn't been tough, has come out in, like gangbusters and Woodbury is playing great right now. So uh, those are a couple of teams that are really set. Eastridge was the Eastridge shutting out Lakeville North, the um, most impressive victory of the season. You could possibly say it was, because that's a really good Lakeville North team that scored 55 points against Creighton in week one. And then here comes Eastridge and um, their coach, Dan Fritzy had said that this is a younger team that he wasn't sure where they're going to be. Well, obviously they're on point with their defense right now because they're playing yeah. Yeah, and they're and they're going to see Woodbury here maybe next week um, or, or or soon Eastridge that is and and that's that'll be that'll be a can't miss game for sure. Oh, you live out in, you live out in Woodbury too, so I'm sure that the energy in that area is just going to be through the roof, right? I mean, <laughs> where the parties and our 47 Starbucks are all buzzing right now. I tell you, <laughs> on Friday, October 30th, the day before Halloween, it's uh, Eastridge at Woodbury. Okay, all right. No tricks, just treats with that one. The uh, let's switch gears to volleyball. Unless you had anything else in the football bag that you wanted to pour out. Well, there's always things about football you can talk about, but volleyball. You know, I mean, it's it's again. You know, I I don't have to say it's a strange year, but the biggest news to come out of this year, and it's really not news now because it's happened a few weeks ago. So I'm not telling anybody anything that most of the volleyball fans don't know. But that was the knee injury to Kennedy Orr, who's kind of pretty much accepted as the best player in the state. Um, she has been for a while. Um, she injured her knee. I believe it was actually finishing up um, the club fall sports, the fall club season that was uh, initiated before uh, high school league uh, allowed for fall volleyball. And so there was a time when she thought her high school volleyball career was over because she was going to leave and go to Nebraska uh, and graduate early. Then it got reinstated and it got taken away from her again. Um, because of a knee injury. Um, and I know she's been pretty bummed about that. And I, I would be too, because it was, it's, 
it's been difficult for someone who's been so good at volleyball and has been so dominant for so long and uh, to have it taken away after not playing for as long as he went without playing, um, taken away like that. That's, that's, and I, 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 brief contact with her. I know that, that she's still trying to process what happened. So we're all, we're all pulling for Kennedy or, but it seems like we may have seen the last of her as a high school player. Uh, that's unfortunate because, you know, not only for all the reasons you listed, but, you know, as an organization for what it's worth to kids. And, and I, I do think it's worth something. We're still going to have our uh, team recognition and, and player recognition at the, at the conclusion of these seasons. So Metro player of the year, all Metro first teams, second teams. So yeah, it's, it's, you hate to see someone that was a shoe in for something like that, you know, drop out of the race with through no fault of their own. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. And she was our Metro player of the year last year. And she was the Gatorade player of the year last year. And the Gatorade award, um, frankly, oftentimes goes to a senior. So that was pretty significant. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's a, a tough finish for, and the thing about Kennedy as well is that she's always been so um, gracious and there, there's, she's uh, well-spoken. She's well thought. She comes up with, she has good solid answers and she's never afraid to give you a few minutes. Uh, when you ask her for it, and you know, she's pulled in so many different directions. So she was not just a great volleyball player, but a, a really good interview and someone you can always count on. And so that's, that's why it's, uh, from that point of view, from that standpoint, um, it's been a little bit tougher because uh, you hate when that happens to someone who's, who's such a good person as well. Yeah, for sure. The uh, and brighter news as, as far as uh, finishes or culminations to seasons. I don't have a lot of information right now. I've got an interview. Uh, we're, we're recording this uh, on the, the Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday afternoon. I've got an interview to flesh this out a little bit more, but there will be at least one cross country uh, culminating event um, outside of the jurisdiction of the high school league. Um, this is something that if you think about what the golf uh, boys and girls had back in June where they had, uh, I think Minnesota golf association put on that senior showcase. Uh, it's this, this cross country with the little bit I do know right now, this, this cross country meet is, is similar to that. It's one more opportunity to race for your, for your school, uh, with some of your teammates, perhaps. I don't know if it's strictly an individual race or if there'll be team scores. Uh, again, this will all be, uh, fleshed out this afternoon and by Wednesday evening, if you go to startstream.com and you go to the high school sports uh, preps insider blog, uh, this information will be available to you. But the good news is that, that, you know, creative uh, decisions have been made to, to make something happen for the kids. And uh, that'll be uh, on Halloween, actually, that's uh, Saturday, October 31st. Um, so more, more, more details will be shared on the blog as they're available, but it, I, I like, I like what I'm hearing so far. I like that these kids have an opportunity to run again for their high schools. You know, the one question um, I hope you ask is um, how do you qualify and do high school results um, matter in your qualifying? I mean, is it, is it right. you qualify for this event? Is it because of what you did at the high school level this season? Um, so, and I, I made the point that it's it's akin to the golf event. Now, the golf event started with a seniors only were invited. And I think you had to be a, a senior that played at the state meet the, the, as a junior. I don't know if, if the qualifications are similar or if, you know, with, with cross country, you have more of a uh, – because they've, they've had a season. You know, golf didn't have a season. So mm -hmm. cross country, you can at least look at times and standards and, and 
come up with an objective reasoning for who you would want to invite to the meet and who qualified for it. Um, so I, I would imagine that that would, would happen, that they would allow, you know, the, the body of work and, and the personal bests to kind of set the, uh, the, the invite, um, set the tone for the invites, but, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be curious about that. And I'm also curious if you, you know, get maybe like, if you have a, if maybe work in a little bit of a costume contest with this and maybe the winner <laughs> gets, you know, two seconds per mile off their time or something. Halloween costume cross country that'd be frightening. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I like it. I like. Well, it. you know, it, uh, it, it. And the thing that you should note is that because the season is over, the high school league really doesn't have any um, authority over this at all. This is uh, outside no. of the high school season, which means that they can invite any racers for any reason they want to at this point. So, um, yeah. that's what, what it's, why it, it's allowable. So I say do costumes. Think about it anyway. I, I was at a, I ran a monster dash race and I was telling a friend of mine, there was a guy dressed in a complete flight suit and on the chest, uh, uh, you know, above the breast pocket, it said Maverick and, and he had the aviators on and everything, you know, the top from top gun. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and my buddy goes, well, was he fast? I said, Oh, he was Tom Cruise. And so, yeah. Well, he felt the need for speed, didn't he? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so that's a tease. That's our cross country tease. We have a football tease that that uh, I'd like to to have you spend a little time with because I'm I'm interested in this story. Uh, well, a rising prospect on the scene. Now he's at this point he's probably the most recruited high school player at his age that I've ever remember coming out of the state of, state of Minnesota. His name is Jackson Howard. I don't think he's quite unknown to people by now because when you have uh, more than forty Power Five. Uh, college offers. Um, you, you can't do it in obscurity. He's a six foot four, 230 pound tight end defensive end out of Cooper, the son of Cooper coach Willie Howard, who if you remember was a Viking for a while until he blew out his knee um, and had won a college lineman award as a senior at Stanford. And Willie has done just marvelous things at Cooper High School, and his son Jackson is, is following in his footsteps. Um, he had an older son, Phoenix Sproles, who's now playing at NDSU as well. So uh, some good football, some good athletes come out of that family. But Jackson is a uh, phenom coming up. Like I said, more than 40 Division One offers. And we're talking Georgia and um, Texas A&M and Arizona and Arizona State and Oregon and, and Oklahoma and Texas and big-time schools, Ohio State, most of the Big Ten schools. We're not talking about small-time Division One. This is big-time recruits here. So uh, – I'll be writing about him uh, for Friday and his relationship with his father and his relationship with uh, uh, Cooper High School, which is uh, significant to him. So uh, um, he's a name to keep an eye on because he has uh, got the potential to be one of the best to come out of the state. Did and you, he's not an you, offensive lineman either, yeah. and that's significant because so many of our top recruits end up on the offensive line. Um, and this is a, a kid who's uh, uh, not there. He's doing things at other levels, at, at other positions. Yeah, so he's playing tight end primarily. Tight end. Yep, they've had the past couple of games I saw and uh, and defensive end. Um, and teams are already at this point, I was at their game on Friday night, teams are already uh, recognizing him and, and the impact he makes on games. I think uh, uh, he spent a lot of the game on defense sprinting backside because that's where he's in the backside, the weak side defensive end. And Orono just was directing all of its plays and audibleizing all of its plays away from him so uh, 
he said he got a little bit worn out because there was an awful lot of chasing because he affects the game so much that that team schemed to go away from him. Um, and that's a lot of respect for a kid who's a high school sophomore. There's no doubt about that. And he's he's a big guy like like his dad. He's got that. He's got yeah. that frame. Yeah, he's a six four. He's about two thirty. Willie said that he was about six four and about I think Willie ended up at six five and about two sixty at the same time. So he may not get to be quite Willie's size, but he's got the type of frame that can carry it. Um, you know, he can get to maybe 250, 260 at uh, the college level and, uh, you know, maybe even 270 and playing inside with his, with his hand in the ground. But you know, he's definitely got the aggressiveness and the athletic ability and the requisite size to be a very good player. And he's got the background. His dad's a coach and they talk all the time and he's been absorbing football. I know he's been you know, around the Cooper football program since he's been like seven or eight years old and very much involved in what's going on there. So he's got the football moxie. And the best part about it, he's a 4.0 student. Um, so he's, it's not just all football for him. He's a, he's a good student, a good athlete, and just an all-around good kid. Yeah, I mean, forget that dad went to the NFL. Dad played at Stanford. You, you got a lot to live up to in the academic department in that, in that situation, <laughs> yeah. too. I, 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 I asked Willie about that. I said, Stanford, couldn't get into Harvard, huh? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> So, well, yeah, so that's coming up. Right. Come full circle. We had a high school dropout in remembrance at the beginning, and now we're talking about a Stanford alum at the end. I think that's the full <laughs> educational circle complete right there, baby. So that's good. I, I, yeah, I appreciate you being here, Jim. I appreciate all of you taking time to listen. We've got plenty of good stuff coming, like I said, later today on the blog. And, and of course, on Fridays, we've got uh, great football preview coverage. And then Saturdays, we've got we're out and about at the games that, uh, that uh, that matters so please check us out on all of our different platforms and uh, we'll talk next week thanks a lot